Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Devin Martinez will have no problems with ensuring that there will be a War Room this week because the Parsons Vikings offensive passing game coordinator is actually our guest this week. It is Devin Martinez. Welcome to the show. How are we doing? One of my favorite listeners is now is now a guest. Well, I thought I was your only listener until <laughs> I hit you up one day about it and you were like, no, there's this many thousand. And I said, Sean, you don't have that many friends. So wow. you, don't, you don't have you don't have to lie to me. <laughs> this is so right off the rip. The host is getting insulted on his own show. I I love it here. It's awesome. Parsons great. Uh, <laughs> so hospitable to everybody. <laughs> uh, you guys, obviously, let's go right into it. So you're an assistant coach with the Parsons Vikings football team. You're a graduate of the school. You guys are coming off a huge win over Labette County. Um, huge in the sense that the game hadn't been played in five years. It snaps a losing streak that dates back to 2011 against Labette County. Uh, a lot of storylines going into that game. Game was very competitive. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're coming out of that game with a lot of data points, too. What's kind of your, uh, just kind of where's the emotion and where's the where's the scout at coming out of that game? Well, like you said, it, it was very emotional. Um, it was a different type of game because as big as a rivalry as it was, we didn't have a single coach that had ever coached in the game. We didn't have a single player that ever played in the game. We had several coaches that played in the game, but it's different when you're coaching. You're not you're not as in control as you are when you're out there playing. Um, I think the kids, for the most part, we handled it pretty well. Um, we we had a lot of adversity, as you know, and as, as everybody knows, what, everything that happened on Friday night. But um, I think coming out of the game, we did learn a lot. Um, we had a lot of kids step up and make plays that hadn't even – not so much as seeing the varsity field, but seeing the varsity field and us needing to rely on them to win a, a football game. Um, so I think coming out of it, um, especially coming off the preview game where we had a running clock, we we kind of we blew them out. I think we actually kind of needed to play in a tight emotional game to see where we were at so early in the season. Mm-hmm. And let's go back even to that, you know, week one win over Prairie View. Prairie View team, they were they're not the same Prairie View team they were a year ago. But I think a Prairie View program is what you guys want, is what a part if a Parsons program mirrors what Prairie View is like. You guys have a good football program, uh, you know. What kind of tone do you feel like that game set? Obviously, it was you know a blowout win. A Prairie View team that had lost nineteen seniors. Like you know, we almost can't emphasize that enough. They were very young up there, but they also looked like a team that that they might win three or three games this year and be like, all right, we have a little something to build on and get right back to winning five or six next year. What was kind of your takeaway out of week one? So looking back at it, I think we knew that their numbers were down um, going in. After we actually heard of their Jamboree, they had less than 30. At our Jamboree, they had less than 30 players in the program, which was kind of surprising to us. Um, we knew they lost a big senior class, a senior class that I think had only lost like seven games in four years or something like that, went on mm-hmm. a couple of nice little playoff runs. Like you said, that is a program that like we want to be at that at that point where we're only losing seven games in four years. Like that's incredible. But when we saw them, we knew that they weren't not as talented. They just weren't as deep as they had been in the past. And mm-hmm. we wanted to take advantage of that. I mean, and I think we did. I mean, we came out what well, we do score twenty eight points in the first quarter, forty nine to six at halftime, something like that. And even the touchdown we gave up was a little midline play that we. I mean, tip your cap, they took it 75 yards. But that's a program that they, they play hard. They're, they're, they're disciplined. That's where we want to be. We're, I think we're getting there. Uh, we're getting close. Coach Shivey does, has done an incredible job. Um, I feel like I'm kind of 
they laid the groundwork the last two years and I feel like I'm kind of coming in when not all the work is done. It's never done, but like, I think it's kind of easy to, for me to come in, not ever even coach high school football before yeah. in the program. And like at the point we're at and it's, it's awesome. You graduate, you graduated what year from Parsons? Uh, I graduated in 2007, 2007. So you have seen highs and lows of this program. Uh, you know, it's certainly about six, seven years after you graduated, there was a, an extended low, um, you come in, you, you, uh, you, you all, it was viewing from afar for a while, but as now you're actually on the staff of a program that not necessarily is not rebuilding anymore, but is certainly trending upwards. You guys are a ranked class three, a team right now. And that's something you want to build. You want to, you want to build a program that is sustainable. What do you feel like that takes in the grand scheme of things, especially from the perspective of someone who's played for this team from this community and and now lives here again. So I my last fall of playing football is in the fall of 2006, and we had we were coming my junior year and senior year we we won three games both years, and before that we had had a little big success, hadn't won a playoff game obviously mm-hmm. that went back to the 70s at the time, but um, I felt that um, after we graduated, I think we had two 20 plus game losing streaks in like seven or eight years something like that, but I think to build it, I think. It just takes it. It's gonna take time. Like it is, is. We're Parsons has never historically really been looked at as a football school. It's always been more of a basketball school. Mm-hmm. So we need those guys that just play basketball or just play baseball to come out and play. If they're athletes, we want them on our team. We want them in our program. And it just takes buy-in. We've won nine out of our last twelve, I believe, something like that. Yeah. Um. It just takes kids wanting to work hard. And realizing maybe if you're a freshman or a sophomore, you would have been playing a couple of years ago. But now that we're kind of getting sustained success, you might have to wait your turn. And I think that when kids have to wait their turn, that makes them even more hungry to want to go do that on Friday nights. And I think we're almost to the point in our program where kids are starting to understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a very a very strong core of juniors right now. I mean, your junior class at Parsons is really what is anchoring. Uh, the, a large swath of the boys' athletics at Parsons right now. Uh, what type of focus and effort within a coaching staff is it to uh, continue building downward to make sure the sophomores can replace the juniors when the juniors are seniors and then graduate and make sure the people below them, make sure make sure you're still building so you don't quite have this roller coaster ride? That is a good question. Um, we are in a position right now where we actually – haven't even played a junior varsity game. So this year it's kind of been tough to be honest with you because a lot of those kids have been practicing for you play a JV game against Lebec County. We do. We do. So we'll play on Monday night against Lebec County here at home. Um, But it's kind of been a little tough. Like you can kind of see those kids are getting a little frustrated. They've been going on what almost a month and a half of practice. Yeah. Yeah. We've been going at it for a while and they haven't gotten to play. Um, A lot of them got to play against uh, Prairie View. Some of them had to step in and play Friday night against Lebec County. But um, it's just, it, that's really tough to answer, I think. It's just the point where, the way I looked at it when I played, I didn't start varsity until I was a junior. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like my friends. I mean, Coach Shabby is one of my best friends on this earth, and he started as a sophomore, and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in my junior year playing junior varsity. So that made me work harder. And hopefully these kids see that a lot of their friends, hey, they're playing varsity football. Like, mm-hmm. you're right there, too. So you need to work a little bit harder, get in your playbook, work harder in practice, 
be a good scout team player and be a good teammate. And that's, I think, one of the things that you build a program with. You bring up something that I think is undersold in a lot of athletics at almost all levels, too, is the preseason practices. It, it starts to get arduous and tedious to a degree. I mean, when I was at Kansas State, to me, every year, the worst part of the season was the month of practice before we had games. I mean, because you just never feel, you never get a sense of reward. And, you know, and it's it, it's tough to work through that. And I wonder, like, in your preseason, how do you try and keep, especially the younger ones, like the JV kids, that they, they know that they're probably, their reward is getting to just stand on the sidelines. That's not quite the same thing. How do you keep them motivated, not just during the preseason, but over the course of, you know, 10, 12 weeks? I think like the way we've tried to do it is saying, you know, we know if you're a freshman or a sophomore, at some three A schools you are playing. I mean, that's just how mm-hmm. it goes. Um, here we're we don't we don't play a ton. Um, we play some, but just just let them know like your your time is coming. Like these guys that are playing now, they were you, they were you. They took their lumps. They were good scout team players. They're good teammates. They worked hard in the weight room. They did everything they're supposed to do in the classroom. And that's just I mean, it's it, it is tough not reaping like an actual benefit of I get to play on Friday night. But I mean, to me, those Monday nights that we're getting ready to start having for JV games are so important there. I know there's not a lot of people there. There's not cheerleaders there. The band isn't there. There's not a thousand I'm people. Not there. Yeah. yeah. Sean Fry's not there. So, you know, I <laughs> no, I'm not going there, but um, I, you, if the way I look at it is if you can be a good player on Monday night, that proves to us that you can do it. And then, Hey, you never know. Come Tuesday, come Wednesday in practice, come Thursday, you might start getting more reps on varsity. You never know. You just, it's hard with us not having played a JV game yet for those kids. But I think after Monday night, they'll start reaping the rewards and they'll see, okay, now my season has started. Let's go help the varsity guys get to our ultimate goal, which is a district championship. They're going to see a lot of, not I don't want to say a lot, but they'll probably see a handful of the same guys they saw on Friday night too play because Lubbock County is a very young team. Another thing too is, one thing that I think is so critical in building success is just make not just making it to the postseason, but you guys have a couple playoff wins over these last few years. You t- you want to talk about three playoff wins? That's three extra weeks of practice you got over the last few years, and th- that starts to compound every year in-, in college football. The same teams stay good. Because they keep making bowl games, they keep getting an extra month to practice compared to the team that went three and nine and has to sit at home, and that's why it's so hard to bounce back from that. How cr- when you get late into a season like that, I know you haven't been on a staff that's experienced that yet, uh, at least not you personally. But how? But when you said you were on a team that went to the playoffs a couple times when you were in high school, how critical are those back weeks just to continue developing? It's huge um, because you're. You're so laser focused on one thing. You're not, oh, we have this game, and then we have another district game. It, it's so laser focused on one specific game, and I, I it's big because you're you're getting those extra weeks. And me stepping into being on the staff this year, they had what they played two playoff games last year. I got hired in late July. I it they made my it made my head spin on the how far ahead they were. And where I expected it to be, they were. What is? Give me an iteration of what that might actually look like. Uh, so now, now they get mm-hmm. to go to so many contact camps, and then so they had, 
I can't even think on top of my head, three, maybe four days where they were hitting other teams, playing other teams, playing local teams, going to Pitt State camp and playing good teams from Oklahoma mm-hmm. and things like that. And then uh, compound that with how the playoff run last year uh, to the regional round, the second round, you could just tell the kids, they get it. They under, they've they seen that little bit of success from last year and they worked hard this summer. I wasn't able to be around a ton this summer, just a few times. But just from talking to the coaching staff, it's those kids are freaking hungry from getting that success last year in the playoffs. And I think that helped them. And they wanted to go to those camps in the summer. It is hard to get motivated to want to go play high school football in the summer when you know a game's not for three months. It's 115 degrees on a turf field. It is hot. hot. So it's it's not easy, but you can tell like being around the program now. I was around the program like just helping on game days last year, but being around it now – you can tell that those kids, they get it. Like that, <laughs> our coaching staff, I, 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 Rob Barkas asked me, probably, I don't, it was around one of those practices or one of the scrimmages. He goes, are you, ner- are you nervous? One of my first practices. And I said, no, I'm not nervous. I think, I said, I think I'm on the best coaching staff in the state. I have nothing to be nervous about. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we're going to go to a quick break, Devin. Uh, but when we come back, more War Room with uh, Devin Martinez, the uh, <clears throat> one of the assistant coaches for the Parsons Vikings football team, coming off a big win on Lebe- over Lebet County. Here on the War Room, don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Devin Martinez, the former promotions manager for the Choplin Blasters. And now (laughs) he's been everywhere. Uh, And now he is an assistant coach for the Parsons Vikings football team. Devin, that I think was the first time I met you was when you were working with the Blasters. Uh, And this was back, and we just pulled up the article while we were off air. This was back in... 2015, the summer of 2015 is when you worked with the Joplin Blasters, uh, a, a professional baseball, an independent professional baseball team based in Joplin. They went, what, two seasons before they folded? What was that experience like? Uh, meeting you was the worst day of my life. <laughs> I believe you. I'm kidding. No, actually. <laughs> the feeling's mutual. <laughs> I, I, I remember I remember that day very well, actually. Um, what was what was the question? I, I, was, I was too Just, busy with my answer in my head. <laughs> the... the <laughs> You were so focused on insulting me that you completely disengaged from the task at hand, which is which is being my guest on a radio show. Yeah, it's still great here. I love it. Uh, just tell me about, you know, what do you remember about that Joplin Blasters team? It had to have been at least interesting to have on your resume a professional baseball team. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. Like, it didn't end the way I wanted it to end mm-hmm. um, with that, with just me just being there one year, but... It was really fun. Um, I was fairly new to Joplin, um, having grown up in the area. Um, it was really cool to have a professional baseball team in the same town I lived in at the time. Um, it was cool bringing baseball to Joplin. A lot, not a lot of people really understood like what we were. So it went from not really knowing anything, having a foothold in the market, to having some really good fun nights. Um, the team was actually pretty successful. We didn't end up making the playoffs, I don't think. Oh, we did, but we didn't play a home game, so whatever. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of fun that summer. Met a lot of cool people. Um, got to hang out. Didn't got to hang out with former big leaguers. I was actually thinking of another internship I had where we, the guy plays for the White Sox now. But um, that was fun. Um, getting to interact with the guys. Um, learn. I learned a ton about myself. I had a crew of interns. Like it was. It was a blast. Leadership is. I learned that I, I, I'm still learning about leadership too because I got moved in from the sports editor role at the Parsons Sun to the managing sports editor role at the Sun and the Chanute Tribune. And so the sports editor of the Tribune technically works under me, 
leadership's weird, man, and having to be able to direct people. And I think the best piece of advice I ever got on it was be yourself in the sense of what makes you the best version of yourself. Have that be your leadership style and don't try to be anything you're not. Yeah, it, you definitely learn that it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about everyone else and their experience and managing their personalities. And then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, now I can sit back and do what I need to do after you just told everyone else what to do. But um, you do learn a lot about yourself when you're in leadership. Uh, I mean, not that I don't really, I don't have anybody under me in my job now. So <laughs> it's actually nice, but um, I don't know. It's just, it's different. And it's actually ties back into coaching a lot. Like mm-hmm. being a, like, I'm not the head coach or anything by any means, not nowhere close to that. But um, you do kind of lead your kind of, I help lead the position group and when we come together, you know, lead the offense, not lead the offense, but like help the offense. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, it's actually fun and it's rewarding, but at the same time, it's really scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, they never stuck you in the mascot costume at Joplin, did they? Did they have a mascot there? No, because um, if they did, I would have quit on the spot. <laughs> I would, I, to a degree, I have never quite understood how mascots particularly in professional baseball games so like mlb games and stuff it's the middle of july and you're sitting there on a mascot cost you got to be literally dying in there so (laughs) funny story here we go so we had an intern that did it and i by no means as this intern's boss told him he had to do this day one he goes Devin, can i be the mascot and i said are you sure you want to do that he said yes so he bought him like one of those camel pack things for his back and yeah. he just put it up in his mouth and then he would go behind the fence uh, like every inning or so and take his head off and blow fans inside himself. Like there's no way under any circumstance I would get in that, that costume and be a mascot in the middle of July in Southwest Missouri. He had to have been like drenched after every game. Basically. Oh, he, he, he came in as a bigger kid and he left as a smaller kid. Wow. After the summer. It's, maybe maybe I should be the mascot. <laughs> maybe I should do that. <laughs> I, I was gonna make a joke. Go I ahead. Go say, ahead. Go ahead. This is a safe space, Devin. You go ahead and make your joke. Labette County. I heard the Grizzlies. They were looking for a mascot. If you wanted to. Wow. <laughs> Jeff is so proud of you right now. <laughs> I had to, and then you're wearing the red shirt. I know it's not Labette County. I, I know, shirt. but it's not oh, Labette County week anymore. But we haven't started our new week really yet, so you know. <laughs> you and I are Chiefs fans. They just beat the crap out of the Cardinals. Holy cow! Yeah, they did. I was a little worried going into the game, but then I saw the spread and I said they're going to be just fine. Did you bet against the spread? I did. I hit. I hit a. I had a twenty dollar bet that was a hundred twenty payout parlay on that Chiefs game paid hit today. I just looked at my phone in the break and I hit a. It was Chiefs first half, Chiefs money line, uh, Mahomes three hundred plus. Uh, I Sky- only had two hundred fifty. <laughs> I should have done three hundred. <laughs> and then Sky Moore five receiving yards and Travis Kelsey like seventy and a hit. So, good day. It, it's always a good day when you're making money. It is. It's a great day. Uh, if we want to talk a little Parsons football before we wrap up the show, you know, what is that coaching staff like in your in your kind of new experience? You're coming in first year to a, to a staff that's very gelled. Uh, the biggest criticism I had of the Parsons football team over since the time I got here in 2014 was, at least until Jeff took over, was they could not keep a staff together. They 
what it, I mean, it was a constant revolving door. It just nothing was working, and that it, that much revolution, it just well, you'll never find stability in that. You're into a staff that's now in their third year, and I think he's what made two or three assistant changes, and you're one of them. Uh, you know, Anthony Hawk was there for a year or two, and he stepped away uh, after his son left. Um, and I think, I mean, I can't remember every change. It's very minimal, way less than I think you normally see even on a normal high school football staff year to year. How, what, what is that like? What is that? What is the significance of that from someone who's on the inside of it now? So one thing I do want to say, and I, 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 would, I thought this before I was on the staff, I just hope that Parsons realizes how lucky they are to have the football staff that they do. We're a 3A high school in Southeast Kansas, and we have a staff that I think some junior colleges would be jealous of. We have now go back to me being on the staff. Every single guy, and Jeff said this in the parents meeting, every single guy on our staff played college football. You can't say that for every staff in the state. Like Mm -hmm. you want to be able to say that, but you can't. We're young, we're energetic. We like to have fun. We coach the kids hard. We So this is Jeff's third year as a head coach. I'm the new guy. There We have two coaches that have been here for two years, and everybody else has been here for at least three. Mm-hmm. So I, like you said, the continuity is there. Um, I had a great relationship with most of the coaches. I didn't know a couple of them before I started, but mm-hmm. with a lot of them, I did know them and had hung out with them before and stuff, the ones that weren't from here. So... We, we genuinely like each other. And I think that goes a long way. Like we fight like brothers sometimes, but then at the end of the day, we hug and we say, let's go get better. Let's go win a state championship. And those two words, state championship, I have never in my life heard them uttered in re, in regards to a Parsons high school football team. And I heard it day one being here. Are we going to win a state championship? I have no idea. Can this team, do you think this team is capable of that? That's a big, real question. I think this team is capable of going far in the playoffs when you when you look at it the eastern part of the state is absolutely loaded and then if you do make it out of the east side there's an absolute monster (laughs) there's a monster on the other side of the bracket but not looking too far ahead we're going to week three but i think that this team has the potential to make a deep playoff run i'm not going to say we're going to win a state title i'm not going to say we're going to win one this year next year ever but i mean we have the kids that are hungry. They they have a goal, and I've never heard a Parsons team say that's what that's what our goal is. They might have thought it, but they don't outwardly say it. Mm-hmm. One, uh, you know, last thing coming off that Labette County win, what did you learn about your team schematically uh, that you're going to try and take into these next few weeks? I think the schedule, without offending the other schools, the schedule, if anything, from what we learned about what Labette County is capable of, the schedule eases a little bit. You got an Iola team that's still very young. Uh, then you come home and play Baxter Springs, and then uh, then you're on the road against Riverton. Riverton's probably the toughest of the three. Do you hear against Riverton? Yeah, you're here against Riverton. Riverton. Riverton's probably the toughest of those three, in my opinion. And Riverton might not be no slouch, but you know, without looking past anybody, what are points of emphasis for this Parsons football program based on maybe what you learned against Labette County? Um. So what we learned against Labette County is that we have kids that want to play high school football. Um, kids that probably didn't expect to play Friday night, and at the end of the night they played almost the whole game. What I think we learned is we we got to get a lot of be- a lot better in a lot of places. But I think going forward, up and 
as we ramp up into district play, which is kind of where we play district game, and then we take a week off, then we come back. Um, so it really ramps up six, week six, seven, and eight with those really tough opponents. But I think what we need to focus on now is just doing what we do, not necessarily worrying about who the opponent is. Obviously, you have to scout and try to win the football game, obviously. But I think we just need to focus on what we do and do what we do really well. Um, we didn't do what we do really well at times on Friday night. And what is that? <laughs> well, if you look at it, we ran the football pretty well against Prairie View. We could yeah. kind of do what we wanted to do. They were just, they were just, they didn't have the depth to really, to really hang with us for Correct. very long. Yeah. Um, but I think we're, God, we can be, we can be absolutely deadly in the passing game. Mm-hmm. We have so many athletes on the outside. We have kids that you throw the ball to them two yards, they take it seventy. Um, I think, but I think we want to, we do want to establish more of a running game. So I hopefully these next few weeks we can do that um, with live game action because it's just hard to replicate in practice. Being a team that we don't have ninety guys on our team, we can go. I call it good on good. I don't want to kind of. I'm not trying to bash on any of our kids, but <laughs> that's just what they call it: good on good, one on ones. Yeah. Um. So you know when you get against those scout teams, they give you a look, but it's never going to be as good as a look as you're going to get on a Friday night. Uh. Couple, you know, about sixty seconds left. Uh, real quick, obviously, some kids were injured. Uh, you know, it was a hard-fought game on Lebec County. How do you kind of address it health-wise? How do you make sure you guys are staying healthy over these next few weeks before district play starts? Um, we just have to make sure that if they're nicked up, they go see Tanner. I mean, you Tanner Forrest and Chris Brown were 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 working. For Labette Health, for both those schools, on Friday night, and, they did not get to rest, and they have tough jobs. I mean, it's been hotter than you know what the last month or so, and they've had to make some tough decisions on: can you be inside? Can you be in full pads? Can you do this? Do mm-hmm. that? And Tanner was absolutely rock star on Friday. We just got to the kids got to push the fluids. We had a lot of cramps on Friday night. That if you push fluids, you know those things probably shouldn't be happening. Um, it's just we just got to we just have to fight through some stuff. I mean, the season started. You're never going to feel as good as you did on August 15th mm-hmm. until Thanksgiving. No matter how far we play, it's not going to happen. So we just got to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. For sure. Devin, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it uh, as I do every guest. You have an open door here. Uh, anytime you want to come on the show, uh, I'll gladly take you. Uh, it's exciting to have you uh, on the Parsons staff. I think the Parsons Vikings are a team to be reckoned with this year. I mean, I said it to the guy who runs Kansas pregame. This is a Parsons team that won seven games a year ago, won a playoff game, and returns uh, a huge core of that, returns over a dozen starters from a team that did that, and is the most populous school in Class 3A right now. I don't know why Parsons wasn't ranked in the preseason. That seemed like an oversight, and I think there's a large there's a swath of the state that's starting to recognize that Parsons might be a force this year. Absolutely. That that was one. Like, not that I thought we should have been deserved it because I mean it's a new year or whatever. But that was kind. Of, there have been some kind of head scratchers. You're like, I think we're better than a lot of these teams, but we have to go out and prove it. We we did we lost in, in the regional round last year. We got to prove that we're better than Gerard. We can play with Holton and Hayden and Rock Creek. We got to prove it. And until we do that, they're not gonna they're not gonna give us the love those other teams are getting. That's fine. But we'll we'll go do what we can. That's a good point. That'll do it on the War Room. I'm your host Sean Fry. Everybody, stay safe. God bless.